Hello and welcome to a new episode of Doctrine and Doxology. We are still glad that you are joining us. I am Skylar Spradlin here with the ever-studied and prepared Larry Jones. You're still Skylar Spradlin and I'm still Larry Jones. Is that not correct? Yes, something like that. At and least as far as I here. know. As far as I know. I mean, we've left since our and, last And we're glad that they're still recording. tuning in. Yeah, I don't know. If they don't get that message, then maybe they didn't tune in. Yeah. No loss for you or for us. Yeah. Uh, Favorite time of the year right now for me, spring is beautiful. Plants are coming. We're outside working in the yard, my girls and I. It's wonderful. NBA playoffs. I don't care that much for either one of those. You don't care for my girls? Nope. The subject was not your girls. The subject was plants and planting them and that's working why, in the yard. That's why you live a sad and life. The basketball tournament. None of those things are my favorite things. Your girls are really nice, and I, I love them, and they're just sweet and kind and adorable. They get all that from their mother. I know. I know. There's no doubt. It's your favorite time of the year because I caught a big fish Monday, and you were there. I caught one as well. Mm. Don't you remember? You caught a fish. I caught a fish Monday. You caught a fish Monday. I caught a big fish. Yours was bigger. You caught a fish. I caught a big fish. But then the Monday before that, I caught a fish. Yeah, I hooked a couple. You did, and they were huge. I saw them, but they didn't make it to the boat. They did not make it to they the boat. They didn't make it in the boat. They made it to the boat. Yeah, sad day. I don't want to relive that. So I don't think that's catching a fish. But catching fish, talking about catching fish, takes us back to last week's subject of common grace. Okay. Enjoying the outdoors and catching a fish. That's common grace. That's common grace. Okay, yeah, I can go with that. I was thanking the Lord. I enjoyed it. I had a good time. I did too. God is good. Yeah. He lets us enjoy things like that. I enjoyed it more because my fish was bigger, but... How do you know more? I may have been so thrilled over that small one beyond your wildest expectations of how thrilled you were. I think by now in life, I can read you like a well-worn <laughs> book. Maybe so, in several areas, but not in every area. That's true. You can't see my heart, brother. That's true. Um, We come today to a uh, not difficult, not challenging, debated topic of Scripture. Yes. The topic is election. Like presidential elections? Or Uh, congregation elections? It's... uh, I think it's God's election. What is it, like we elect who God is or God is electing who we are? What what do you, what do you mean? I think that means the term means God electing those he wants to be his children. Oh, you mean like predestination, like electing some to be saved. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Oh. Yeah, I, I told you wrong a while ago. It is I told you predestination, but the actual topic is election. Election. Well, predestination is kind of hand in hand there. Yeah, so what do you think? I know what I think. 
Most people know, I know what I you, think. I know you know what you think. Most people know I what think I think. I think you think you know what I think. I think you think more like me than you think. I think I have been studying this, and I agree with you that I think more like you than you think. I think I thought. I'll stop right there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, yeah. I'm, I'm in a uh, mode of uh, thinking things through and studying it and, and finding out exactly how how these things work, how God works, and I'm studying His Word, and uh, I want to... I want to know what it says. Well, let's talk about the two positions. There's, okay. There's really two. There is, yes. And some people want to say there's a spectrum that you you can kind of move on that spectrum. Uh, okay, that's fine. But let's talk about the two clear positions. One is called Reformed, uh, Calvinistic, election-based thinking. W- Correct. Which is God chooses and elects those who are saved. Yes. The other end of that is called the Arminian view. Yes. As opposed to the Calvinistic view. Right. Uh, free will view, that kind of stuff, that says um, God doesn't predestine or choose or elect, but people respond to his gracious offer. And they're saved. Are they, yeah, based on they respond either yes or no. Yeah, and they have the power and the ability to respond yes or no. Salvation isn't so much about God electing them as it is about them accepting Him. And there are other branches in that. Right, right. Um, yeah. Like, like uh, can a person, if God, let's say God calls a person, can that person say no? That's true. Well, the reform position would say there's a, something, as they've called it, irresistible grace. That right. when God actually calls a person to true salvation, uh, it's it, it's undeniable. It's irresistible. The Arminian free will side would say, no, grace is resistible. Um, you can say no. So, so they all have implications that stretch out beyond just electing, not electing. Yes, that's true. True statement. Would you add anything to those two descriptions? Uh, I just I can only base my beliefs on God's word should be primary, and it's good. Yes, always mm-hmm. is, mm-hmm. 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 and uh, my experience. Mm, much lesser, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Much lesser, yeah. Uh, I personally said no to God for a while before I responded correctly. Okay. Are you looking at the time? So, okay, I can cut that out. No, 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 no. I'm thinking. We've talked about this before. Oh, yes, we have. So, anyway, that's the quandary. I don't think it's. I don't think it should be a quandary. I think when our experience is different from what we find to be the Bible's teaching, right? We just go with the Bible's teaching. Yeah, absolutely. And we say, well, our experience is mistaken or misunderstood or something else. Yeah, yeah, we can't we can't trust in our own feelings, avoided, uh, devoid of yep. what God's word says. Right. Because we have to rely on God's word to be infallible and accurate. Yes. So yeah, I think it's the for me it's the interpretation 
of maybe only one verse that uh, creates a quandary in my heart. What verse is that? Well, it's the... It is... Uh, you have to use the microphone. Well, it is Romans eight twenty-eight through 30. That's three verses. It's in that it's in that section because those he foreknew, he predestined; those he predestined, he justified; those he justified, he glorified. Yeah, something yeah. to that effect. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, the whole crutch is the word foreknew. Okay. Uh, and I'm not saying that. I don't know if I am saying that. <laughs> you haven't said anything yet. I haven't yet. said it yet. Okay. The the foreknowledge is the the thing that uh, that hinges a lot of the discussion ab- around, because people say, "Well, God look, did God look forward in time and see that decision you were going to make, and then uh, then elect you, and then predestine you?" Yeah. No. That's the discussion, isn't it? Well, that makes God reactionary. I I realize that. I don't believe God is reactionary, but I do believe God knows all. Yeah, I think that foreknew means he he, he wasn't blindly electing people. He knew you, all the ins and outs of your yeah. wickedness, and predestined you anyways. Even though I'm a filthy, yeah. vile creature, which I am. Yeah, I mean, he, he predestined us because he knew us. And all of our faults, and yet still set us apart. Yeah, Grudem says, uh, foreknew, and this is his definition of it. Yep, yep, yep. And we don't have to agree with him on everything he says, unless it's scripture. Okay. Those he long ago thought of in a saving relationship to himself. That's his definition of foreknew. Yeah, I, I agree with that. That's, but that's not based on us acting. That foreknowledge is in God's mind alone. There's he, silence in the air. He didn't predestine <laughs> because we would choose or we would respond. I think he predestined in spite of us. He knew us intimately and totally. From, sure. from before and it, it was not like he's casting dice to say every you know third million person born I'm going to elect right uh, he he knows you he, it's not randomized it's not based on some formula god knows you personally from before the foundation of the earth correct and set his love on you that you would be his i like the sound of that well, you should. It's true. I know. And it says so in many other various places yeah. in God's word. Well, I know that this subject can, um, I don't know, we might lose listeners for this subject. Um, uh, well, hopefully they there's go a, to God's word and find out what it says. There's a lot of people that I grew up with that would be surprised to hear me say, and they've known me still for a lot of years to hear me say that I'm solidly in the reformed camp. Right, right. Well, it's uh, Acts thirteen forty eight says, as many as were ordained to eternal life believed. Yes. 
so that there's an element there that that says yes god is completely in charge and in the one doing the, the selecting yeah and not the individual themselves yeah all of ephesians 1 all of romans 9 um really in in i would say every section and area of scripture it's quite clear god is sovereignly in control he's the king we're dead in sin and nobody knows god unless god reveals himself to them okay the next question then would be is there a role that we play in our salvation yes no yes no i didn't think you were going to ask it like that we but don't. I, we I kinda, don't. We don't play any. Kind of got that from this book here by Michael Lawrence, that uh, conversion book that we've been reading in small group. Yeah. Well, I mean, I want to be. It says we have a part to play, uh, like repentance. Yes, we have a part of cooperation, is how I would say it. Okay. It's not a partnership. We're not on equal planes. Well, no. It's cooperation. Salvation is exclusively an act of God. Yes, I agree. However, God does call us, even if he elects us and chooses us, he calls us to repent and believe and obey the gospel. Right. I don't. I think that is the expression of a heart that's been made alive by God, not the cause of a heart being made alive by God. So I think uh, I was listening to R.C. Sproul, which, by the way, is a very, very good... Mm-hmm. Uh, recording of that, and and I have it written down at home. Yeah, great, <laughs> <laughs> but I just looked up on YouTube predestination, and I selected R.C. Sproul because I know he's a good teacher, accurate teacher, and he had a forty-eight minute, I think, uh, uh, sermon sermonette on that, a yeah. lecture on that. It was very very good. I'd recommend it highly. Yeah, he's good um, at. Clearly explaining difficult, challenging. Yeah, and he took concepts. it a step by step by step by step. So at the end of it, I'm going, yeah, everything he said is accurate. Yeah. Now I w- I would point to, um, I think a good example of this is John chapter three, where these two things exist in tension. So Jesus yes. is speaking with Nicodemus. Correct. And he says, "You must be born again." Nicodemus says, "How can a man enter into a mother's womb a second time and be born?" And Jesus says, you don't know where the wind's coming or going, and yet it, it happens. And, right. and salvation by, is of the Spirit. You, you don't control it. You have to be born again. It's something that happens to you. And Correct. then, in verse 16 of the very same yeah. chapter, he says, whoever believes will not perish. Then 17 says, are you going to go ahead? Oh, you can. Okay. I just drew a blank. The, uh, well, f- I have to start off with 16 to get into 17. So it's for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. Yeah. For God did not send the son, son of the, of the world, world to condemn, condemn the, the world, world but in order that the world might be saved. Yeah. And, and I think one in 31, it says those. Oh, the next verse must be 18. Those who do not believe are condemned are already. Condemned already. Because they have not believed in the name of the only Son. Right. So to me that says you can believe or you cannot believe. Yes. I mean, that, I think that's that's still true, right? So responsibility is on us. If, if we don't, if we don't, 
walk with God, if we're not saved, then it's either because, well, let me back up. Back up. It's because beep, beep, beep. it's because of our sin. Okay. And because we're not finding salvation and shelter in God, who is Christ. And so that squarely falls upon us. We have gone astray our own way and refused to listen and hear God. And yet, even even when we're responsible and accountable for that, yeah. salvation is external to us. You have to be born again. It's not something that begins in yourself or is accomplished because of yourself. It's something totally outside of us that gets put into us and onto us by Christ. Okay, another another thing I read here <clears throat> talked about um, uh, well, I lost my place. Believing or not believing. Uh, receiving, I was thinking about receiving uh, as in John 1, those who received him to them, he gave mm-hmm. uh, the power to become children of God. And so if there's a receiving, there's also the ability to not receive. Yeah. And if there's to believe, there's the ability to not believe or, or repent or I'm not going to repent. Uh, a whole lot of things are pretty much left in, in that thinking to the individual. Well, well why would you receive Christ? Why would you believe? It's not because it makes sense to you. Well, no, we are natural enemies of God. That's yeah, true. and Paul says the natural man doesn't understand the things of the Spirit. Right. And in 1 Corinthians 1, he says God used the foolish things of the world to shame the wise so that people don't come by their wisdom. They don't come because of their noble birth. So why would you right. believe? Yeah, it would have to be that God showed me the truth of the gospel. And he did that because he loves me. Yeah, because he's he's graciously revealed it to you, and so you and, receive. And because maybe because he wants me to be his child. Yeah, so you you receive and believe it to be true. Yes, because God has intervened and acted in your life. If you don't believe that to be true, it's because I believe God hasn't intervened and acted in your life it doesn't make sense it sounds foolishness and i don't believe god is poor in persuasion i don't believe god can't convince your heart of the truthfulness of something but that's what unbelief is you don't put any stock in that you don't receive christ because you don't believe christ you don't think he's telling the truth you don't think he is who he says he is you don't think he did what he said he did and so it's because you're still dead in your sin. You're not alive to think. You're not alive to know. You're not alive to understand. Yeah, one of the things Sproul said that a dead person can't respond in any direction at all. And he, he said it more eloquently than I just did. Yeah. But the, the whole backbone of it was you're dead. You can't do anything. Right. God has to do it. Right. And I, I agree that God has to do it. Yeah. It can't be it can't be conjured up. You can't decide willy nilly that now's the time the time for me to be saved. So now I'm gonna be saved. It has to yeah. be a call from God. That's why and th- a response to his call. That's why I think saving faith is simple and yet so difficult for people. Because saving faith really is saying, I'm entirely dependent upon that man and his promise. 
Yes. That man being Jesus. So it's not the sincerity yes. of my prayer. It's not the the abundance of my good works. It's not the crowd that I hang out with. It's not the things I do or don't do. It's entirely I'm putting all my trust, all my eggs in the basket of Jesus. That when he says, everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, that he's actually going to keep that promise. Right. And that's right. what that's what faith that's what makes faith difficult because it's not our doing. So is does faith give you the power? You know, I, I know the verse that says, For by grace you've been saved through faith. Mm-hmm. It's not of yourselves, it's a gift of God. So is the gift faith or grace or a bit of both? I think the gift is both because again, the Bible is abundantly clear in a majority of places that we are dead in our sins, separated from God. We're not children of the light. We're children of the darkness. We're foolish and ignorant and led astray. We're blind and the blind leading the blind. All of those sorts of things. So to even have faith, I think, is a gift of God. So God gives us faith in order to believe. Yes. Is that, that, not, that's, is that correct? That's where I stand, yeah. Okay. That faith is the vehicle by which he pours his grace to us. Yeah, sometimes when I pray, I said, I'm thanking God for the gift of life through his son and I'm thanking him also for calling me and I'm thanking him for giving me the faith to believe the gospel. It doesn't, it doesn't make us special that God called us. It makes God glorious. It makes, it should make us humble. Yes. It makes God compassionate and God merciful. It, It doesn't elevate us. I spoke to a brother once and, and I got the feeling and it probably was wrong that he was prideful because he was one of the elect. Yeah. Yeah. And he's not getting it. <laughs> well, I, I don't think that was his heart. Yeah. Uh, it's just the way I perceived him. But the truth is, we're just humbly grateful because we are part of the elect. Yeah. Well, and, you know, the other uh, pushback that I most often experience with this is. Uh, it's not fair, right? It's not fair for God to yes. save some, uh, choose some, and not choose others. Uh, but I would just remind us that fairness and justice means we all get punished in hell. That's the that's right, the just right. fair thing. It's actually a magnificent act of grace that any of us are saved. Correct. And so none of us deserve salvation. All of us deserve hell and the question of fairness usually flips that around it thinks we all deserve heaven and instead some are going to hell right but that's the that's backwards thinking yeah that's that's something what Sproul said also that the uh, those who receive grace are saved and those who are not they do not receive grace receive justice yeah so God is a just God yeah, and, and good, even in the right. execution of that justice. But, you know, I've, I think we're out of time, really. Um, but there's there's one word that we haven't used that we need to use in this discussion, and it's the word regeneration. That's okay. where God yeah. gives spiritual life into our souls. Right. Nothing can happen without first regeneration. That's what Sproul said. He said it comes first. It has to come first. You can't believe, you can't think, you can't have faith, you can't anything, repent, 
until God first puts the breath of life into your soul in regeneration. And that's what we mean when we say God acts first in salvation. He regenerates us first. And that's what I mean when I say that I believe faith and belief and repentance are the expression of God regenerating us. Okay. Yeah, that's good. It's good so, stuff. So I would say a person who's not believing um, is not regenerated. They're still dead in their sin. Right, right. And darkened in their mind. The veil is still over their eyes and their heart. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Well, I you, think you explained that good. Sproul explained explained it. Yeah. Yeah. S P R. Yeah. Sproul explained it, but uh, some maybe it was hearing it the second time or just a different way of explaining it uh, made it clearer. Thank you. Probably both of them because Sproul's really good at it, or was. Yeah. Yeah. He's pretty good, and I and I would you know somebody has questions, I would recommend them to go to YouTube and. Do predestination and select scrolls. How about better than that? Just go to the website where he's at, Ligonier.com. Yeah, I would have done that, but I didn't know what it was. Ligonier.com. It's like a legionnaire from the French Foreign Legion. Kind of. Legionnaire. Yeah, it means something else. Okay. I can't think of it right now. Okay. Ligonier, like L-E. No. L I L I. He's got a he's got a book. L- he's got L I G O N I E R dot org. I'm sorry, not com. Dot org. Dot okay. Org. So was, does that have all of Sproul's teachings and yes stuff on it? Okay. Yes. Ligonier dot org. And while you're on the web, just while you're there, just go to doctrinedoxology dot com. And right. find, find more stuff. Right. Like. Give us a like. This podcast and the pastor's cohort, which we're opening again. You can fill out a form and be, join the be next. Be one of the people that gets Bibles on books. I books, mean. yeah. Join the next pastor's cohort. It is open. And you can sign somebody up if they're willing to be a part of. That's for any kind of church leader. Small group, deacon, right. elder, lay elder, pastor, full time. Small church, all that kind of stuff. So, right. I think we should revisit this subject next time. Okay. It's yeah in the um, systematic theology book. It's a large section. Yeah, it's I'd, got a lot of stuff in it. I would even encourage people to find us on social media: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and send us your questions about this subject. Okay. If we're going to cover it next time. Um, we can answer some of those questions, too. Sure. Because there are a lot of cr- questions around this. We can ask around people we know. Yeah. I will say the reform position is the historical position. We'll get into that later next time. How far rest- How far historical? Uh, Jesus. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, I thought she was going to go back to Luther and the... The Reformation. Uh, it does go there, yeah, but then it goes all the way it back. Goes much to, deeper, huh? To Paul and then to Jesus, yeah. Okay. I'm I'm done, man. Okay, uh, we're out of time. I well, wanted to keep talking, but so uh, like we being sponsored, and so we're we're gonna make cut off in thirty minute time segments, or 
I don't think anybody wants to listen past that. Uh, probably not. We're not that entertaining, are we? No, if they're listening at all, it's a slight miracle. Say, so would you guys hurry it up? Banter. <laughs> okay. Let me uh, pray since we're out of time and since you're through. Our Heavenly Father, we are truly grateful that you regenerated our hearts and that you regenerate hearts of the ungodly. Uh, We know none of us are worthy of your great and wonderful salvation. We know that you love us, uh, that you call us, uh, that you predestine us. And it says so, so many times in your word, help us, Lord, to understand and help us to follow you. Help us to also, Lord, share that great love with the lost, the gospel, uh, regenerate more hearts for your kingdom's glory. In Jesus' name, amen.